This week ahead, it is time for some serious spiritual spring cleaning and cue up the old lang syne because it is the true, quote unquote, actual astrological end of the year. Are we feeling it? Going to get into all of that and more and what it means for you, how you can apply it to your life to avoid the stress and anxieties and embrace more alignment and authenticity. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. This is your weekly energy report. This is like your news, your emotional weather, everything you need to be prepared and aware for the week ahead. I'm your cosmic consultant, Maddie Murphy, at your service. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to break down what's going on with those crazy planets and WTF. What does it mean for us here on Earth? What a time. This season of Earth is wild. It's wilder than love is blind season, Joe. Am I right? If you're new here, come on in. The water's warm. If you're old time, we're hitting almost the year anniversary of launching this. So if you've been with us since day one, thank you. Thank you. Going to make some announcements here before I get into that. I just want to really, you know, talk about this podcast today, we're going to talk about the full moon in Virgo, what it means for you, how to work with it. Got some goodies for you in there. This is a big full moon, okay? It's big. It's big, big, big. So I want us to really have the tools to, to work with it and not have it take us over because full moons are just like potent energy. They're neither good nor bad. It's just how we're prepared for them, right? Like I always think about astrology as this big wave. Like if you're a surfer and you've been preparing and you have like a good core strength, and you have a good like rash guard on, and a sick board, and it's all like surf waxed up. That big wave is going to be perfect. You've been waiting for it. You get to ride it. You get to have some joy, play, fullness. You know, get to where you're going faster. If you're not prepared for that wave, and you're just like sitting out there, <laughs> like, la la land, it's not going to be happy. You can get some salt water up your nose. So let's talk about the full moon in Virgo today. We're going to talk about just some things to wrap up the uh, zodiacal astrological new year. But before I get into that, I just want to talk about a few fun things. First of all, you're going to notice next week, I'm not going to be here on the energy report. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's okay. We'll get through this together. I'm going to be going on a mini moon with my life wizard because of COVID and so many curveballs of 2021. We never got to go on a honeymoon. So we're going on a, I'm calling it a mini moon because I'm going to have multiple of them. I think I think I deserve that after like two years of not traveling. I'm taking all the mini moons. So we're, we're doing that. But more importantly, we're also taking a break just next week. We'll have one amazing interview come out with Regina Rock, who's a coach in our community. And then we're just teasing you. A little tease, making you miss me a little bit. Because then the first week of Aries season, we're coming in 
hot with season two of this very podcast. So next week, no energy report. I'm going to give you everything you need to know here. I will say it's there's not a lot of like, there are no huge astrology moments happening. The full moon technically is on the 18th, but I'll give you all that information here. And then if you really want the nitty gritty of the transits, like those smaller things that happen day to day, you can download our moon guide for sure that has it all in it. You can sign up for our texts every day. You get a text of what's happening in the stars. So I'm very excited for season two. We're going to mix up the format a little bit. I'm going to you know, drop a little trailer for that next week. We have some really cool guests, like, whoa, people doing amazing things in their spheres or cool spiritual thought leaders. So stay tuned for all of that. Another announcement, I'm opening up my calendar for a few year ahead readings because a few of you DM me and you're like, I wasn't able to get in in January for the like muggle year ahead, let's call it. But I really do like starting, you know, the new year in Aries season. So there's a few of those open, you know, they're select spots, but if that's of interest to you, knock yourself out. I love Aries season. It really is my rebirth. It's like what I feel the new year starts. It's kind of like the winter. Yeah, it's the lunar new year in the winter. You're kind of going within, clearing out the clutter, resting, rejuvenating, planning, plotting, dreaming, um, reflecting, healing. And then Aries season, I always feel like I'm shot out of a mother effing cannon into whatever the next year holds for me. Those of you who want to know what that year ahead has in store, let's let's talk about it. Last thing is our winner, our announcement of our winner. This is as a reminder. Sorry, I'm a little hyper. I haven't been drinking a lot of caffeine lately, and I just had like a, a cup of coffee, and I'm buzzing. We do a weekly winner for the podcast. If you leave a rating on a review on Apple's iTunes, or if you do it on Spotify and send us a screenshot in our DMs at the Cosmic RX, we like to pick a winner every week and you win three free months of our Cosmic Community, of our daily texting, of our moon guide, monthly moon guide, and our 21-day course to real self-love, which is one of my all-time favorite fundamental, like if you're just looking for a good reset around your mind, your heart, your soul, a lot is in there in digestible doses uh, for three weeks. So if you want to win that, go leave a rating, go leave a review, and also just share the podcast with someone you love. It means so much to us. So this week's winner is Instagram. I'm also laughing because Ernie is my puppy nephew's name. So I love that Instagram handle. So Instagram, you are the winner of that baddie bundle. Enjoy three months of just cosmic goodness, perfect time of year to kind of drop in and and, uh, and tune into all of that. So thank you so much for your rating. If you want to be like our Instagram, go leave your rating, include your Instagram handle in the review so we can find you or screenshot that Spotify review so we can also let you know you won. So shifting gears, let's talk about if astrology isn't real, then why? And I have a lot to process from the last week from a very like literal astrological interpretations point of view, this is where we look back on the week and really see how the astrology was playing out. I just saw this amazing 10-part docu-series called Changing of the Gods that I highly recommend. Go to changingofthegods.com. It's all about the revolution that happens when Pluto and Uranus make certain aspects to each other. And I was blown away by just watching throughout history. Like, and you know, I, I studied this a lot, but watching it in a movie with clips and audio clips and video and interviews, 
that docuseries is like a love letter to astrology and the use of it to move us forward. As they say, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And that is one of my guiding principles here. So go check that out. But we do that on the mini every week, looking back on the week, what are the patterns going on? And really it helps me as an astrologer understand how certain transits and planets, like the flavor they bring here to earth. So not only is it fun, but it's also good astro studies. And I'm a Virgo. So, you know, I'm here for some extra homework. Just kidding. I like never did my homework. Okay. Story from their time. As an astrologer, I'm always learning when I'm really like living through a transit for the first time. I really like tracking like, oh, that is what that feels like. Okay. I had an idea of what that would feel like based on, again, cycles in the past, researching them. But when you're in it, oh my God. So first thing I just want to validate so you don't feel crazy. If last week, did last week feel like Mercury retrograde to you? I'm going to sip my coffee and just wait for you to think about that. Reflect. Like tech snafus, miscommunications, weird like error messages. Well, yeah, (laughs) now I know. So keeping track of when Mercury was in really late stages of Aquarius, which rules technology and Mercury's our communications, and it was squaring the North Node in Taurus and South Node in Scorpio, which are our destiny lines, you know, lunar nodes. And I was like, oh, that just made everything go haywire. So I'm going to pay attention to any other, you know, of those squarings that happened throughout the year. I'm wondering if it was just in Aquarius because of technology, but I like literally was like, I know it's not Mercury retrograde right now. Why am I feeling this way? And then I saw some people chatting about it and someone brought that up on Twitter. And then I looked it up. I'm like, okay. So now I know. I had no idea because I haven't lived through Mercury and Aquarius squaring with Taurus, or at least, you know, when I was tracking astrology, the last time I guess it would have happened, I was like, you know, in in high school or something. So that was just something I want to put out there for everyone. And I saw that there were some things like Spotify was down and some other big platforms. So yeah, we were feeling it. Other thing I want to talk about, and this is, you know, I always got to bring up politics. I am not a geopolitical expert. I would say this. I'm just someone who a few years ago was like, I guess I got to start keeping my finger on the pulse of life because we are in a freaking trash fire, dumpster fire of life we all got to pay attention more. So when I talk about politics, please just know that I am doing the best I can of like reading, synthesizing, integrating. So obviously this week, gas prices were huge in the news. And I wanted to talk about that as it's playing out in the astrology, how it's very literal. If you came to my astrology of 2022 webinar, we did talk about inflation and we talked about gas and we talked about really the more important thing I want to talk about right now is the lessons we get to learn through cycles of astrology. It's like every turning of the wheel, when we return back to a spot, an anniversary, if you will, of a transit, we get the opportunity to have to, you know, kind of be called to task for whatever went wrong last time or whatever was out of alignment. And we also have the opportunity to make a better choice this time. So with that being said, we talked about this in the 2022 webinar. You can download it on our website if you like still want to listen to the replay. We talked about, we're in the astrology now of 2003, 2004, the North Node in Taurus. So what was going on then? And then we could look at that and understand like, okay, what's our lesson here? North Node in Taurus, the last time that happened, we invaded Iraq under the guise of looking for weapons for mass destruction. But who knows why we were really there? Mm -hmm. Ding, ding, ding. 
oil, gasoline. So yeah, money, honey, was what we were really uh, there for. And now here we are returning. And if you think about Taurus is money, is our values, is, again, material things, our possessions, our income, our bank accounts. Scorpio, which is in the south node right now, is things that lie below the surface. And Scorpio is ruled by Pluto and Mars. And Pluto is very associated with oil and gasoline. And in my 2022 webinar, I'm like, this is going to be a big theme, whether it's going to be an oil spill or gas. It's just Pluto is bringing things up to the surface. Also, Pluto is in these really late stages of Capricorn as we go through the Pluto return, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. Are we keeping up here? Are we keeping up? Okay. So we have returning to 2003, 2004. We did not do morally. Um, we were not in high integrity, especially like I'm saying we as the U.S. Oh my goodness. So what else happened during that time? We also were really fed some wild propaganda that made us super ethnocentric, xenophobic against basically like anyone from the Middle East, especially people who practice the Muslim faith. Like, you know, I was in high school during that time and it was just wild. So we had that was really unchecked and that fear and that fear of, you know, the other and fear of our security was used and manipulated against us to start a war that was absolutely diabolical and inappropriate and violent and just blah for people to make more money. These larger, you know, oil gas corporations, the U.S., what we wanted there had nothing to do with <laughs> what we thought it was. So now we're returning to that. So Taurus, North Known Taurus, you've heard me talk about from now to July 2023, we are being asked to take the lessons that we've learned, the ahas, the awakening, the North Known Gemini we've been in since May 2020 and been like, hey, now are we ready to live in alignment with those values? Like, or make it some hard decisions, put our money where our mouth is so we can live in alignment with that. And that'll be a big question till then. And also we had the Pluto return of the United States, but again, really affecting all of Western society through that. And that is going through our second house of economics, of money. And like I said, Pluto and Capricorn is very connected to corporations, to government, and of course, Pluto being very associated with with gas and oil, fuel, uh, anything yeah, that's like below the surface. Uh, and that old fuel, I would say, not like renewable energy, not even nuclear energy. I think that'd be more Aquarius. So, and, and, and again, Uranus and the nodes are squaring Saturn and Aquarius. So we're seeing this whole story about progress. And while this is going on, Jupiter's in Pisces. So I think we're going to see a lot of this inflation. We might see it ease up by like May when Jupiter moves into Aries. There'll be probably a different conflict to deal with then, but definitely now. And then in the fall, we might also see more of this inflation. Jupiter and Pisces, that is one of the other sides of it. Like no transit is just good or bad. Jupiter and Pisces is very healing, but it does bring things like inflation. It brings things like being overly optimistic and kind of delusional, which I'll talk about. It, it rules misinformation, which there's been a lot of right now, especially in Russia or like about why, even about why, even the story around the gasoline thing, like people are really mad at Biden and the government. And I'm like, mm, well, first of all, like we do have to stick by our values right now, right? Like, do we really want to have a, make a deal with the devil? I don't think so. Obviously people in Europe don't have other options, for the gas, like they rely really on Russia for their fuel. So that's a different story. But here in the US, like, can we do that a little bit? 
I, I hope so. I know it's hard, but like, why does it affect us? Why does it affect the everyday person? Why can't the gas and, you know, BP and Exxon, they post like record breaking profits in the last few quarters. Like, isn't it interesting how Trevor Noah pointed this out? Like the gas prices just increased overnight. Like that oil that's being slowed down on the tankers, that hasn't reached us yet. This is just the oil companies taking advantage of the fear and the scarcity and the like predicted like <laughs> decrease in supply. So that's just greedy to me. And the American people, we've been through enough here, so much you know, loss of income. We're already getting by. The middle class is disappearing. Why? The American myth, it's all being, you know, just the veil is being lifted. Do we really need to have people who can't afford to get to work or to get to doctor's appointments with their gas? Like, really? Really, guys? So just using the Jupiter, Neptune, and Pisces, like, to still have discernment over what's really going on is important. Jupiter and Pisces also brings flooding. I saw there was some really, there's been really bad flooding in South America and Australia. So again, holding all those people in, in our thoughts and prayers. So I just want to point out that no astrological transit is just good or just bad. There's a spectrum. Okay. So that was my breakdown a little bit of what's going on. So the return lesson we're learning now is like, can we live in alignment with our values? Can we kind of correct some of those things we put into place 20 years ago? And I thought it was interesting that leaders from Saudi Arabia and the UAE like wouldn't even take Biden's call this week. And there's this whole like returning thing in the Middle East. And I also just want to leave us on the note on this about we also want to learn the lesson of not being xenophobic because we've seen so many reports of people vandalizing Russian restaurants in New York City or, you know, leaving bad reviews for Russian establishments on Yelp. I know no one listening to this would do this, but maybe there's always a, maybe there's a thought there in your consciousness. So I just want to take this moment to kind of dispel that and bring some discernment to the Piscean fog. The Russian people are suffering just as much. If they're in Russia, they are suffering. They have no power. They have no autonomy. They have no part of this. Their bank accounts are being cut off. A, a crazy man is ruining their lives. So they aren't part of this. And definitely not people in Russia, in the United States. Again, they're worried about their families. They're not making these choices. I think even when the restaurants in New York City, the guy was like, I'm actually like Ukrainian also, but like, what? So I just want us to like, think about that. And again, back to the people. Sometimes we put our energy in the wrong thing. Like <laughs> we're mad at one person for raising gas prices when we should be mad at corporations. Um, we're mad at other Russian people when we should just be looking at people like Putin and autocrats who make these unilateral decisions. And as someone speaking peer-to-peer as an American to American, I don't know about you, but the last four years, I did not want the world judging me for the insane leader, quote unquote, had in our country. So just want to float that out there. Again, learning the lessons, the damage, trying to repair it from something that started in 2003. Interestingly enough, North Known Taurus before 2003, the last time before that, was the Chernobyl explosion. So I also just want to be like, can we just learn the lesson from that and just stay away from that? Just heads up. And this is a longer astrology isn't real. I'm sorry, but I had a lot of thoughts last week. There's an urgency now. Second house, Pluto in Capricorn. We're about to move into Pluto in Aquarius. And we're going to see a whole new world we're living in. And I think that these last stages of Pluto and Capricorn, these last degrees, there's putting an urgency too. Like Putin has really, again, just like Trump, 
was so awful, but was such a catalyst for us looking at some things we really had to look at and bringing things up up to the surface, which is very Pluto. Putin has really shined the light on how we really rely on the trade-offs that happen, right? Like when we have a dependency on fossil fuels, like I think that I'm hoping world leaders, corporations, I hope everyone's looking at this moment and being like, all right, we can't afford to make this the last item on the do list. Uh, we got to listen to that. Where's Greta Thunberg? What's going on? Like we got to make some shifts to more renewable, clean nuclear energy. And now it's hitting us in the wallet. So I guess we will pay attention. I hope that happens. Okay. Especially as we move into the age of air, there's such a dissolution of old structures. So calling that in. Okay. Shall we shift now? Yeah. All right. Also, I loved so many of you gave me such good feedback, not like me good feedback, but just your own positive feedback of how much we love Zelensky. I loved hearing, I mean, again, this week, more about Leo Moon courage and more about that, like Venus Kazimi, Jupiter has ascendant. We talked about last week. The man is just amazing. I loved hearing one of my favorite comedians on her podcast say that like the new terms, like we got to Zelensky it up, people. We got to Zelensky it up. So yeah, that that's that, that that are takeaways from the week behind. Now let's look into the moon report. This is going to be a longer energy report, but I'm not going to be with you next week, okay? This is like before I had to leave my dog for the week, I spend like a day just cuddling with him nonstop to like stock up on love. So consider this stocking up on love, okay, before I take next week off. So the moon report. So get out your pen and paper, get out your calendars, your journals, whatever it is, how you like to track. This is where we talk about how the energy of the moon is affecting you personally. The astrology isn't real moments. Those are big astrology outside, you know, big public moments, pop culture, politics, collective. The moon is our inner world, our inner landscape and understanding how the moon affects that and shifts that energy every two and a half days can help us just have more emotional awareness more targeted uh, self-care and just knowing, you know, how to really come back to our own, like having the tools to come back to our own center. So Friday, we start off the week with moon and cancer. And we're going to have a moon and cancer weekend, basically through Sunday, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. So Friday to Sunday at 3.30, moon is in cancer and it's nurturing moon time. Okay. So when the moon is in cancer for the weekend, I want you to let yourself feel, like feel it to heal it. You may feel like you need to, again, we're leading up to this full moon. <laughs> we may be like just inner feels. Letting yourself like talk things out, seek counsel, feel your emotions, just rest. Like sometimes we move so fast. We don't even know what we're feeling. Our bodies are just like, nope, 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 nope. And they're like, our emotions are just like sitting somewhere like stagnant. So do something to let yourself like tune into your heart, how you've been feeling, let yourself process that and like honor your emotions. We don't have to understand them always logically, but honoring them is super important. It's a great weekend to be like snuggly, snuggle bunnies, get cuddly at home, like maybe like put up some boundaries to the outside world. That's part of that healing, right? Look through old photos, memory books, get nostalgic, watch an old like Disney movie, the ones that came in that plastic, you know, opening the VHSs, like something you watch when you were little, spend time with family. I like Cancer Moon weekends too. like do something nice for someone, a stranger, say something nice to them and give some love, some TLC to your home. We're also going to have a void of like 
I'm not going to talk about Void of Course, but if you're interested about Void of Course, you can look up moon phases online. The Void of Course moons are just times when we're just not really called to like do anything. We're meant to more sit and observe and reflect. And that's a big part of this weekend too. So then we have Monday, oh, Sunday afternoon into Monday. Okay, so we have Sunday at 3.30, moon's in Leo, Tuesday and then through Wednesday, the moon is in Leo. Now, this leads us up to the full moon in Virgo, right? We talked about. So moon in Leo is, I want us to think about being really playful. Okay, sorry. This is actually only till early Wednesday morning. So let's just say Monday afternoon, Tuesday, yes, it, moon in Leo. I want you to think about letting some inner child healing come out. You know what? This is showbiz, kids. Get out the glitter. Get out the, you know, the lights, the spotlights. What can you do to let yourself be seen in your own life during the moon and Leo days? Add a dramatic flair. Let yourself take pride in your work. Be creative. Tune into the warmth of your heart. And it's generally a very warm, vibrant, generous moon. So we could be feeling, it's great if you're on a creative project, Right. Um, it's like your imagination gets like a, a turbo shot of espresso. It's also a great time to be glamorous, G-L-A-M-O-R-O-U-S, Fergie Ferg. Get a little glamorous. And it's a great time for date nights or going on dates and romance. Just look out for it. You know, don't stir the pot. Don't have drama for drama psych. Enjoy that Leo moon. And then we go into the full moon in Virgo. So we'll have that from Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be in that full moon in Virgo. And then the full moon goes really early Friday morning, 3.17 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 3.17 is also my business partner's birthday, Audrey. Go wish her happy solar return. She is Audrey.Amelie on Instagram. So the 3.17 on Friday on 3.18 is the full moon. So we're going to talk about how to work with that. But leading up to that, you might just feel like, Virgo moons are very healing. They're very clarifying. They're very, you start to see things with like more crystal clear vision and you can feel like, okay, I want to become my own healer. Um, but I also want to like edit things out of my life that are not contributing to my healing. And during Virgo moons, you sort of have the hard work, the diligence, the discernment to really do that. Okay. So we're going to talk about all the things you can do during this Virgo moon but that's, that's the moon report for the week. That's the inner world. What's going on in there? If you're like me, I'm like, uh, understanding that changed my life. Cause I'm like, why am I a different person every, um, two days? So now bow, 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 shifting gears, let's talk about our planetary planning, the big transits for the week ahead. Obviously the headline is our full moon in Beyonce. I mean, full moon in Virgo. Leading up to the full moon Virgo, which is on, like I said, the morning of the 18th, we do have on the 13th, the Sun-Neptune conjunction. So I'm just going to say for all my empaths, um, if we can still use that word, but you know, if you're listening to this, you're a sensitive person, you're probably in tune with energy, you probably have empathy for humanity, then you're going to hear me saying, you know, Pisces season, a lot of Aries season, we're going to be focusing on protecting your energy. So Sun-Neptune conjunction, these are days where Things might be foggy in the collective. Things might be, you know, there's scammers, um, misinformation, and Sun Neptune, our energy is very open. So just being mindful of who you're around that day, how can you protect your energy? If you can avoid 
putting yourself in a situation with like a lot of questionable energy, I would recommend that. So let's talk about the full moon in Virgo. That's the only other thing I wanted to bring up for the week. This is so big because it's the last full moon of the astrological year. The astrological calendar starts with the spring or vernal equinox, which coincides with the first day of Aries season. It's spring energy, right? Think about in the spring, like a shoot coming out of the ground, right? Those first, like like a tulip bulb, that first shoot that comes out of the ground, that is us in airy season, like head first coming out of the soil. We've been working below the surface in the winter, right? Like that seed had to like grow out, those time-lapse videos. Absolutely. It wasn't that there wasn't things happening, but it was much more inner during the winter, right? And then airy season is like, boop, let's go. So full moon in Virgo, every full moon is like closure, completion, a great time to do embodied, any embodied action step. Like full moons are really about like action and doing something in motion and embodiment with that energy. And I always say full moons are a great time to do like a cleaning or a closet, a closet clean or a purging or a decluttering. And there's a great episode with Monica Fay on here about decluttering and just the spiritual, mental, psychic benefits of it. So that's always going on. But of course, if astrology isn't real, then why is full moon in Virgo the big mama, mama jamma, like big, big, big last full moon of the year, right? Like it's so literal. She's like, okay, like every other full moon is about cleaning up, but I'm like the last full moon of the year. So we're really going to be cleaning up. This is some hardcore closing out two very Virgo principles, reflecting healing from the past year. This is the last full moon of the year. You get the Pisces sun, spiritual healing, emotional healing, karmic, inner child, metaphysical, like that energetic healing. And then Virgo, moon and Virgo, like let's heal our physical self. You know, let's heal all of the hard work we showed up for. Like let's rejuvenate. Let's get clear on what's next. Let's take that healing into our very practical, grounded life. So that's one thing that happens under the full moon. And the other Virgo thing that happens is it's major decluttering time major spring cleaning of your life. And it's time to get back on track with things that are helping you show up as your best self, whether that's having, you know, a more organized desk, having a cleaner inbox, or whether that's recommitting yourself. Like this is the time to commit to the health and wellness goals. People who start that shit in January, how, who are you? Dead of January, I am curled up with my Annie's vegan mac and cheese and my dog, I am thinking about working out. I'm downloading the apps. Yep. Getting the Fitbit back out of dusting it off of storage and, you know, mildly like got back into yoga. But I feel like airy season is when I'm like, yeah, I'm motivated to go for a run because the sun is out or I I don't run the hot girl walks, obviously all day. Also in the spring, you want to like eat lighter. Your body craves more like leafy greens and veggies and the earth is coming alive with that, the sort of like detoxifying, purifying veggies versus the root rooted grounded vegetables that are in season during winter, right? I think also I read one time that like in season in the winter, very carbs and cheese are very like farm fresh. So that's also why I eat a lot of that during the winter. But so yeah, the full moon in Virgo, this is the time to think about these Virgo things. And I want you to also like heal under this, the releasing of perfectionism across all three of these categories, like perfectionism over yourself, perfectionism, even over like decluttering, it doesn't have to be perfect. And you don't have to be in that like new Netflix show, like organize your life or whatever. 
You don't have to be Marie Kondo. You don't have to be like, listen, I love those people on like TikTok and Pinterest who have like everything is like color coded, labeled and inspires me. But like shoot for that, let that inspire you. And then just like land where it takes you. (laughs) Just decluttering a good, I'll share some tips on how to do that in a second, but also releasing perfectionism over health and wellness, right? Like we know that Virgo shadow energy can tip into almost like orthorexia where you're like obsessed with health and wellness, obsessed with like tracking everything, obsessed with like doing everything perfectly and and purity and and keeping things so clean. So I just want to invite you as you're doing any of this, your healing, your decluttering, your health and wellness, like I want you to think about how it makes you feel energetically is more important than doing it perfectly, right? And that you're doing all of this to take better care and be in more tender, compassionate relationship with yourself and the world and doing it from a place of wholeness, knowing that you're already whole. These things are just helping you make space and support that version of you, okay? And I want us to think about like, okay, I'm gonna give you some tips of how to work with all those energies. First of all, definitely look in your chart to see what part of your chart is being activated at this full moon. Because this, this is going to be really important. If you don't know how to do that, you can download our monthly moon guide, look up your rising sign. I, I put a message in there for you of what's manifesting, what's coming to surface based on your chart. So that area of your life is really important to focus on the cleansing, on the completion, on the decluttering. Okay. Like if it's going through your second house, then it might be a really good time to like declutter like your paperwork, your finances, go through all of your subscriptions, your bills. If it's going through your 11th house of technology, maybe it's time to clean out your hard drives and your email inboxes and organize like your desktop icons and all of this stuff. Like the Monica Faye episode, it just adds up to feeling like, all oh, right, I feel clearer. I feel more grounded. My mental health feels better. My spiritual health feels better. And I also feel prepared. I have space now for whatever Aries season wants to bring me. And also, these are also areas of your chart that you could be experiencing health things coming up. And why I like to work with full moon energy in a conscious way is because if you don't know how to work with it, full moon energy can just feel like too much. It's a lot. Everything's blowing up to the surface. So in the sign of Virgo, that could unchecked, this could feel really anxious. You could feel like tense, nervous, irritable, again, stressed out about doing everything perfectly, overwhelmed. So that's why I want us to drop in and and work with this mindfully. So Virgo, the healing is super important. This is the last sign of the Zodiac. I want you to look back the last full moon of the Zodiac year, looking back and reflecting on your year. And maybe I want you to think of one thing from every Zodiac season Aries, Taurus, Gemini, look back on your calendar and think of one thing that happened that was like, wow, you're really proud of yourself or it was a gift or it was a lesson and reflect on that. Okay. And then I want you to think of one thing I'm having my clients do. I'm sharing some of my my coaching with you all here. Cause again, stocking up on love. And then after you do that, I want you to think of one thing, right? 12 plus one is 13, which is the moon phases is a very number associated with the divine feminine and mystery and magic. So 12 reflections from the year, and then one thing you're just leaving behind. One thing you get to unearth under this Virgo moon and just set out to see, let the tides, let the cosmic waters of Pisces season just bring it out, 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 out to the horizon line, out beyond your vision, so you don't have to bring it with you. We can be cleansed as you go into this fresh start we have coming, fresh, fiery start. 
so healing. And then of course, like any kind of ritual you could do. Virgo loves rituals. Ritual is just a container for intention. Okay. That you get to connect to your intention setting in a really clear container. Listen, as a Virgo who just tore up the container store organizing, I've been feeling this energy for the past few weeks, just organizing every like decluttered corner of my life. I can tell you Virgos, we love a good container. Like give me a container that is perfect for the purpose, for the things I'm putting in it. Like, mm, that feels good. Mm, F me up. That is like orgasmic level of organization there. So ritual is just that. It's a container for your intention. You get to feed it over and over again. We are very, we are ritually articulate beings as humans. It feels good to ground into them and it helps us ground all that energy that might otherwise feel overwhelming or stress-inducing. Virgo is also the sign of the earth-based healer. So bringing things into that ritual, crystals, herbs, plants, flower essences, you know, anything of that plant medicine, that's all going to feel really grounding and really supportive in your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual healing. So there's that. And then let's talk about then the decluttering. So I want you to really look at an area of your life. And that's why I do want you to look at your chart because Virgo can shadow energy take on too much. Like I'm going to clean my whole house and my garage and my basement and my car. And I'm going to go to that storage unit in Jersey that I forgot about. And I'm like, okay, well now you just stress yourself out before you even started. So taking a page out of Marie Kondo's book, like picking one area, one thing, putting it all out, purging. If you're doing like, you know, one chest of drawers in your room or one even category in your house, right? Like just your garage, bringing everything out, purging it all out, and then going through things one by one. And Marie Kondo talks about sparking joy. I'm going to ask you to think about it that I'm going to add a little bit to hers or do my own twist on it and just be like, does this energy, does this thing serve a function that I use on the regular? One, two, does this thing hold on to any energy of a person, of a memory, of a relationship, of time in my life, or a version of myself that makes me feel less than great, that I don't want to carry that energy into this next chapter? That's going to be a purge. If that energy of that does not feel good to you, or it's attached to an old boyfriend, or a time of your life, you were in a deep depression at work, or you're holding on to a pair of jeans from freaking H&M, that you've outgrown, let them go, okay? Because looking at that is just making you think like, oh, where are these when I get skinny? No, we hate that word. That's a bad word here, the S word. And also it's like there are H&M jeans, honey. Like you can get new ones. And like you're becoming a different version of yourself that doesn't reflect that anymore. I used to be so guilty of holding on to clothes that didn't fit me anymore. Or just not that. Even though I was never going to wear again. And I, I, I came out of a lot of the things, just feeling overwhelmed to do the decluttering. Definitely lack mentality of like, Oh, I don't know if I can ever replace that stuff, or I have to hold on to this. And then a lot of it, you know, self-loathing, all, all the things, put it under that umbrella. But really looking at things and be like, does this really like, is this connected to an energy I don't like? And we gotta let it go. Because the energetic clutter and the psychic impact of looking at things in your closet or touching things every day that don't make you feel good, it adds up and it takes up a lot of real estate in your life. And we don't want to do that. We're making space for a new development. That development is going to be uh, funded by batter bitch industries. And they're building a whole complex, a whole new condo, high rise, everything in your consciousness. <laughs> it's my North Node Taurus weird analogy. 
So that, so we're decluttering. I want you to look at everything. Like what's the thing? Not that you do everything, but look at your areas of your life. What feels like causes the most feeling of like you can't breathe, you can't think straight, you feel stressed when you look at it, open it. If it's in a closet, is it an inbox? Is it a an old junk drawer? That's probably a good also place to start. Of like, what's the thing that when I like go there, I feel immediately overwhelmed. So start there, put on some music, make it fun. Sometimes when I'm cleaning, I use like the Pomodoro method. I believe Monica Faye talks about something similar in her episode where I just set a timer. I give like, I work in 20 minute increments as hard, fast as I can. Then I take a little break, you know, just so I don't like one spend too long doing it. I kind of like the urgency and also my brain is like needs a little breaks. So cleaning, we're decluttering. Then the health and wellness part of this. So again, the whole wellness industry is like, to me, it's like a landmine field. I, I tiptoe around it very gently. I used to own a cold pressed juice shop for many reasons. I, I made a transition out of that. But one of the things that I was like, eh, kind of a good reason. I just was like the wellness industry and the obsession with like health and purity. It was like, so felt so off to me. And then of course, all these articles come out how it's like, so linked to like white supremacy, <laughs> like religious trauma, and purity culture. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That tracks, that tracks. So I just want to say again, health and wellness is about you being in your wholeness and being in your strength and being in your power and showing up for yourself. And health and wellness is, can very much be about like bringing more rest in, which is a very good Virgo moon reminder. We're going to release any criticism of ourselves under this full moon. And I want you to think about under the Pisces sun full moon, it's like we get a, a clearer vision of what our next steps are. Like a, a fog has been lifted. We get this like discernment, this clarity, and we get to cut through and see like, oh, okay, what is the small step that I need? What is the small step here? So looking at that, last year I was yeah feeling just like not very connected to my body as someone who's very creative, intuitive, in my head a lot busy is busy. I'm very mutable. I fill up my life with a lot of things. I really can like lose being in my body really fast. And I can lose showing up for myself, especially in the mornings with like food. I don't naturally wake up with an appetite. Your girl used to just drink like straight coffee, not helping that. Like, so last year I set the intention just to eat breakfast more, like eat breakfast regularly. Even if I did not want to, it was a struggle. There was a lot of times I messed up. I didn't do it or, you know, misstepped and didn't do it, but I did kind of gain a rhythm, you know, and just finding little things that made it easier for myself, you know, doing a bunch of hard boiled eggs in the fridge, my air fryer, air fryers are great for boiling eggs, hard boiled eggs. If you don't know, now, you know, and setting myself up for success. Like I got a, a Nutribullet. My sister inspired me so easy, you know, so easy, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am, to make myself a little smoothie in the morning, making myself a chia pudding ahead of time. Like just things I had to think about, you know, Virgo is about like setting yourself up for success. And that's part of the organization, right? And like decluttering is like, you can do that more when your head is clear, when you have a system, when you have a routine. And really like, it really did add up. I was looking back over the year, I was like, I just felt better. Like first of all, my blood sugar, my cortisol levels were probably like, thank you. But it's just more importantly than that, just the act of showing up for yourself. And that's part of why I made that my health intention last year, because I was like, I don't want it to be something that's really tied to like losing weight or even getting like toned and strong, which I'm all about like getting stronger. I think it feels great. But I was like, really wanted to detach from that because that's naturally where our brains can go. And the year before that, Aries season, I'm laughing because my family, like going into Aries season, 
in like March, we're like, let's do a like vegan, clean eating, like 30 day challenge as a family in our group text, like no caffeine, no alcohol, no meat, no dairy, LOL. That was the beginning of COVID. And I was laughing the other day, like to myself in the grocery store, thinking about how my family and I just (laughs) in quarantine, not knowing how long it's going to last. So the first three days, like, great, this is such a great excuse to eat healthy because we're not tempted to like go out to eat with our friends or you're getting like pizza and stuff like that. And then like by day four, we're like, I I'm, I cheated. I had to have caffeine. Like I needed, I needed coffee to like, what the hell's going on in the world? And then someone's like, I had a drink. And then someone's like, I just ate like a block of cheese. And it was just so funny how we were just like trying to hold on. So LOL, that like health goal, that was also for me, it was like way ambitious. And you know, a lot of health goals, are about feeling better. And for myself, I think I always made them, but I definitely had an undertone of like, I want to like, you know, look hot for summer, spring, which is fine. But something about eating breakfast every day just felt really like an authentic conversation between me, my present self, my higher self, my inner child, and just being like, hey, you do a lot. Like, can you just have breakfast every day? And it was beautiful and it was very healing and it does drop you into a place of wholeness. So anyway, that's my, I just wanted to share that because sometimes it's like hard to think about health and wellness goals outside of like from the diet um, industry like having to do with our weight. So yeah, like taking supplements, you know, taking some herbs, like things like that, getting like having better sleep hygiene, all these things. All right. Are part of that journey. So full moon, it's a 27 degrees Virgo. If you have any planets in that like 24 to 30 degrees of Gemini, Virgo, Sag, Pisces, you're going to feel this a lot. Zero to two degrees of Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, you're also going to feel this a lot. And I also hope that this film, yeah, just brings some closure and healing to all of our hearts. Reflect on the past year. You've come so far. In mundane astrology, Virgo is associated with the sign of like the worker and the people. So I also, my prayer is that this full moon Virgo brings some sort of thing to the surface that can bring us closer to healing our, our working selves, like the working class and all the people I mentioned before, just us, everyday people, giving us some of our power back, some healing, some some autonomy, some agency. That is one of my full moon prayers. And of course, wrapping you in blessings, covering you in cosmic sprinkles and sparkles, and just holding space for this next big step. You're on the threshold of the next astrological year. Take what you need in this moment. And I'm just holding space for you to get whatever you need to feel grounded, to feel spiritually, mentally, physically, just whole and healed. So you can just go kick some ass this next astrological year. All right. Putting the ass in astrological. Going to leave you on that note. Everyone stay blessed. Come find me. Tag us in your full moon rituals, the Cosmic Rx. DM me at I am Maddie Murphy. Let me know your astrology isn't real moments. I'll see you in Aries season. Mwah. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.